Somebody got a deck of tarot cards and shit's getting real. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. Hey guys, just a quick interruption before we start this show. Here's the deal. This is the blind item slash bonus episode I was talking about, and I think I'm fun in it, and I think you guys get an idea of what it looks like when I'm doing a blind item. Of course, now you guys know that this uh, would be Delilah that I was talking about, but there's no feeling for that with me anymore. Like, I noticed that in the editing, and like, the other day she tried to talk to me at South Point, and I've already expressed that I just want to be left alone. Like, I don't want to be bothered by her in any way. And she was doing it under the guise that Cameron Ramirez's wife was upset with me for something I had said on my podcast, but I had made it a point not to say anything about Cameron that could even be considered negative. I talked about myself and how I was kind of a dick the first time we met, but I don't think in, in any way I disrespected him or his memory. And, you know, so I... uh I heard that later on because she didn't actually get to tell me that herself. I didn't want to hear from her at all. I had the boy that I like uh, was on his way here and I uh, was consumed with that, you know, and I was there to see uh, Penelope William P. Strange uh, do his first set at the dirty at 12 30 which my shot is crooked but whatever this is what it is but yeah so I was there for that you know and so I wasn't I didn't want to be bothered you know I was just there to kill time and see William's first performance at dirty at 12 30 and then cut out of there and I didn't expect to be bothered in any way it was only later I should say because she tried to talk to me I twice and I was like, I don't want to talk. And then I went to go talk to William and William was asking me what I thought of his set or, you know, like if I had any feedback or whatever. And I did. But then all of a sudden, you know, Delilah comes up on the other side of William again and she's standing there and then she's like, you know, I just want to talk to you about. And I was like, I don't care. I don't want to talk to you. And security saw it. And like, I don't care how these things look to people anymore, because the thing is, if I don't want to talk to you, I have a right to say I don't want to talk to you just like anybody else has a right to say that they don't want to talk to me. I'm not confronting people. I've seen people out. I saw Ian the other night, Ian and his girlfriend, Juliana. And, you know, I mentioned them on there on my podcast and I have plenty that I would like to say to them. And it doesn't for me have to be necessarily a negative conversation or a screaming match, you know, but I would not force that conversation on them because if they don't want to be bothered with it, then they don't want to be bothered with it unbothered I'm not the only one that's allowed to be unbothered but I am one of the people that wants to be left unbothered in a lot of or in some cases Delilah is one of the only ones that I don't want to talk to and that's just because even the way she handled that afterwards afterwards she put up a post asking people to report my podcast because it was disrespectful to his family and then she was texting people that I know asking them and again this is enough people that i don't even have to worry about her knowing who it is because 
so many people told me that she texted them and it's like you don't get it like I didn't say anything wrong you're just trying to cause drama for no reason I don't know what it is you're trying to do I don't really care what it is you're trying to do just stay out of my life why is that such a tough request for some of these people I just don't want to deal with you on any level that's what it is and you know the fact that a person wouldn't get that and would think that that's something to try to make trouble for somebody over, you know, like I, I just don't want to be bothered with it. And things are going really well with this guy. I'm very honest with him about everything about my life. And, you know, there is an age gap there, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'll talk about that on a full episode. But I don't really worry about these things, you know, in the way that, yeah, I really, really, really like him. And he appears to really, really, really like me, too. But when people think like, you know, yeah, I I think long term just because I think long term. And he also is like thinking long term. But there is a chance that maybe something would happen and somehow we wouldn't get along. And the way I see it is if we end up having a really good time together and if at the end of whatever the situation is, even if it like feels hurtful or whatever, you know, if we at least help each other move ahead in life or maybe give each other some good experiences for however long it is and, and move each other forward a little bit or motivate each other for a little while in a certain way or whatever it is. If, you know, if it's good, then why question it? I would rather just live with reckless abandon sometimes when it comes to situations like these and really enjoy that that time, you know, when you really enjoy kissing someone and you really enjoy hugging them and you want to spend every moment you can with them. And like, you know, and that doesn't happen a lot for me just because I, with a lot of people, don't really feel anything off of them, you know, and I, I don't know if that's me. I don't know if that's them. I don't know if that's just the combination of us, but I just don't feel a lot off of people or feel a lot towards a lot of people in the romantic way. I can mess around with people and have fun with them until that's boring and then just kind of be done with it. So it's, uh, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. And people notice it on social media when it does happen, because when it does happen, I will really go for it. But you have to remember, like I was in a relationship in 2013. That was like an actual relationship for me. Then I didn't get another actual relationship until 2018. So that's five years right there. And then, you know, 2021, like, you know, and I had these little pops here and there, but like those, I think I was pretty clear on what that was. You know, I really enjoyed it with some of those people. Like, you know, it was fun while they were here and, but I didn't really feel like, you know, they were, it's just different. And so I will talk about that more. But if you don't see a lot from me arguing or being upset with people or whatever online, it's because right now I'm focused on that. And I don't want to spend time online arguing with people when I have a real life good situation and other stuff that I need to be attending to. Like on this video, I do talk about how I want to put out more content. And I've been saying that 
And the only thing that stops me sometimes is the amount of editing that I'll have to do. But I need to just bite the bullet and just do what I need to do and put as many hours into it as I can because the boy I like is in Reno and I'm obviously here in Vegas. So that's like a seven hour drive or one of us would have to fly to the other. And it was great when he came to hang out with me because he hung out with me for like three and a half days or four days, something like that. And it was great the whole time. There wasn't a time where I wished he would leave. There wasn't, you know, like uh, he wasn't in my space. He didn't get on my nerves, like, you know, and when I say he wasn't in my space, he was everywhere, like, you know, not everywhere, but, you know, like, well, we were everywhere at different points, but uh, he was, you know, definitely in my space, but it didn't feel at all like an invasion or like, you know, any kind of like I had to change the way I am or like, and I don't think he felt that way either. You know, it was just very relaxed and good. And so I've just got to be a grown up about it and work as hard as I can, because if it goes where I want it to go and it goes the way that I want it to go, then, you know, I just want to be able to take care of everything and for us not to ever think about anything really and that's the life that I'm shooting for so um and you know even if I end up being single that's what I have to do anyway so one way or another that's the plan and so you're not going to see me really getting into it with people coming up because you know I'll I'll unload the clip and put out this shit that I have and if people have feelings about that I'm just really not going to respond like this one you know, if Delilah sees this as like some kind of dig at her or something, it's not. I'm showing you guys what a blind item looks like versus, you know, what the actual what's it called. And to uh, just sum the thing up about Cameron Ramirez's widow, I spoke with her just briefly and I saw her at Artifice and I let her know, you know, I picked an appropriate moment and I would not ever say this kind of thing to somebody in a confrontational way or anything. So it wasn't like that at all. But I did just let her know, like, if you ever want to talk to me about something or if you ever think that something I said was disrespectful, because, you know, obviously I'm not going to be talking about Cameron moving forward. But like if she felt like anything was disrespectful to please just reach out to me through Facebook, like I'm not at all opposed to hearing from her. I had even considered like if she had hit me up and said she had a problem, then I had considered using the edit feature on YouTube, which I'm not the most familiar with. But if there was like a particular part that she thought was, uh, you know, disrespectful in any way, I would definitely be willing to have her timestamp it or tell me what part she's talking about. And then I would edit that part out. So it wasn't like I was opposed to hearing from her. I was just opposed to hearing from the third party that I didn't like, I didn't even know that's what she was trying to talk about. Like I said, nor did I care. It was only later when she posted on Instagram and tagged my secondary account, which I've now blocked her on that one too, which I have to have a secondary account just in case they ever like, you know, cut me off Instagram, which they shouldn't. I'm going to be a good boy from now on. That's one of the decisions that was made. Um, I definitely don't make all the decisions in my new relationship, but it's good like that because I don't need to make all the decisions. And um, sometimes younger people are smarter than you. <laughs> but anyway, on certain things. But, you know, anyway, 
So this is where life is for me right now. And I'll do, like I said, full episode on other stuff in a week or whatever. But I also have another episode that I have to put out that I recorded in Reno. And things, one way or another, whatever the content is, things are going to amp up. And I think you guys are going to enjoy what's going on. And my shots won't be so crooked and wonky coming up. So... Thank you for forgiving me. I'll figure out what I want to do with my hair. I kind of just like it that it's a lot, though. You know what I mean? But we'll figure out what we're doing on that, too. Everything is great. I hope you guys are great. Enjoy this episode. Oh, Carla's Homemade Salsa is up and running again. On this episode, it was obviously weeks ago. And so it was, you know, it wasn't running. It's running again. They're only, she only has the red right now, though, because the green, something about the pressure and the way that the green chili, like the way she has to do it to make the green salsa. And so it's still not good for her eye yet. But I had the red. She just sent me the red, obviously, right away. Um, and it is, mwah. So uh, I am eating the red for right now. You will see it on my Instagram stories. Anyway, life is good, you guys. Please, please, please uh, watch the episode. Enjoy the episode. Tell me what you think of the episode. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a bothering. I'm a bothering. What's up, everybody? It's Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I'm your host, Ty Rivera. Snoopy Bijou is currently not having a Whimsies alligator. I told you guys we're done with Whimsies in that way. It is now all about the Play-Doh treats. That's what it's about. Those are the good treats as far as Bijou goes. She loves them, loves them, loves them. Oh, I was in Austin and my friend Barry gave me some greenies for Bijou. She liked those too. And, you know, every once in a while, she's still doing the whimsies here and there. So we'll go ahead and put, you know what? We'll put our Amazon affiliates link down below for both. How about we do it that way? Carla's Homemade Salsa. Bad news about Carla's homemade salsa. Um, and sending Carla all the positive energy I can possibly muster. And I hope you guys will join me in doing so as well. Carla had to get an emergency eye surgery. And it was like an emergency surprise situation out of nowhere. And um, she's going to have to take at least two weeks off from making the salsa. She shut down the Etsy store. So I'm sorry, you guys. But for right now... Um, Carla is not the sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I still love Carla's homemade salsa. And what I'm going to do is in the next two weeks, I'm going to work as hard as I can to make this channel as popular as it can be so that when Carla comes back, we can flood her with orders. That's what I want for Carla's homemade salsa. And like when she told me about it, you know, cause Carla is such a great person. Like you guys don't understand. It's not just great salsa. I think that's part of why it's great salsa is cause like I always feel like if somebody does something with love, then it's always going to come out better. And that's a part of why I think Carla's homemade salsa is so good is because if you ever meet Carla, if you ever have the pleasure of meeting Carla, I know Carla well, um, you'll notice that she is just a really positive, really good energy. And so that's part of why I'm so supportive of her and what she's doing. Besides, I just love the salsa. I mean, 100% just on a superficial level, I love that salsa. But Carla is such a great person that I think that's why the salsa is so good. You know, like when it comes to me and comedy, 
I may not be the best person in the world. It's debatable. It depends on who you ask and what day you ask. Um, but I really do love stand-up comedy. That's one thing about me is I really do love stand-up comedy. So, of course, my stand-up is good because I really love what it is I'm doing. So it's easy for me to do what it is I do. Anyway, so that's the goal. And I hope you guys understand that for right now, Carla is not able to... Um, make the salsa. So if you guys didn't try it already, that's on you for being stupid. For those of you that do love Carla's homemade salsa, I will keep you posted. And of course, as soon as she's back, she's going to be my sponsor again. I mean, like, I'm just waiting on her. It's not about, you know, me. I, if I had my way, she'd be making this salsa while she's in her eye surgery. Hell, have the have the surgeon make it for all I care. As long as that salsa is the right rep. Maybe I'll go over and make it and have her. I was going to say her blind ass. I shouldn't say that, but this is the way I think. I'm just stupid. You know, you can't. That's what gets me about people is people don't understand that like everything is about having fun for me. So no, I didn't mean that, but it was about to pop out of my fucking head because I'm an idiot and I say stupid things and I'm always trying to make people laugh and it's just what it is. So you either love it or you don't. I'm sure Carla is getting a laugh out of it. Butch might not be, but I'm sorry, Butch. Don't, don't, don't. We all know I've been attacked a couple of times recently. Do not add yourself to the list. It was, it was, it was a joke, Butch. And you didn't even say it all the way. Please understand. I, I don't want the smoke. I don't want the smoke. I really don't. And people don't understand. Like sometimes people will call themselves out on my podcast and it's so silly to me or even like post I put up on Facebook and stuff. People will call themselves out. And I was like, that was a blind item. You didn't have to call yourself out at all. There was no reason to call yourself out. Nobody knew I was even talking about you because that's one thing people don't get about me is when I was younger, I grew up watching or looking at my mom's magazine. My mom was big on Star Magazine and Enquirer. And if you're familiar with those magazines, a lot of times in the back, they would have a blind item and it would be called something like Guess Who. And a blind item is one of my favorite things because what they would do is they'd say, you know, like this celebrity has been seen with a bevy of beautiful women. This is the way they talk. You can tell I you really used to read them. Uh, this celebrity has been seen with a bevy of beautiful women. But the rumor on the streets is that he's actually gay. Blah, blah, blah. And then in your head, you'd be like, okay, that could be like George Michael, or it could be, you know, and you'd like run through all the celebrities that could possibly be. And who knew if you were right? Who knew if you were wrong? I mean, like they never had like a key at the end where they told you and they never like ever came out probably because they get sued. But uh, yeah, so I sometimes do blind items and then a person will jump on my Facebook or jump in my comments on my Unbothered and be like, how dare you talk about that? And I'm like, nobody even knew I was talking about you dummy. You didn't have to call yourselves out. And like people will ask me sometimes when I do a blind item, this is how you know that nobody would know it was you. People will ask me sometimes later on, like, you know, I'll see my friends and they'll be like, were you talking about so-and-so when you said this? And I'm like, no, 
I wasn't even thinking about that person. I don't even know that person like that. But, you know, they'll have their guess and they'll usually be wrong. And, you know, once in a while they're right, but I'm not going to tell them if they're right either because it was a blind item. So that's part of the fun of a blind item is you never really expose. If you're my really good friend, I might tell you who it is. Case by case, folks. Case by case. Anyway, um, but I don't usually tell who the blind item is. And I don't say it publicly, you know. There's a lot of times people don't understand. Like, they'll come after me in a very public way and I'm like... As far as I was concerned, that was just between us as friends. Like the other day, uh, I let a friend know that I wasn't happy with them. And I just woke up and I probably should have done jump rope first because I usually need to jump start my brain by doing some cardio, by really doing things. And then I get out of emotions and everything else. But I was annoyed by something. And then that friend immediately jumps on social media and says something about me. And I didn't bother checking it out. I just know it was about me because it said something that made it seem like it was about me. And I was like, why are you doing that? If you haven't noticed, this is another blind item and we're going to run through this on blind items, but it's going to be fun. Um, you know, but like, it, like that got on my nerves because it was like, you didn't have to out yourself like that. Another friend of tricks, when that whole trick situation happened, as far as I went, me and tricks had a private thing, you know, like we got into it. And I thought our friendship could have recovered eventually. And right away, Trix blocks me on Facebook, blocks me on Instagram, starts talking to people about me. Like, I didn't tell anybody that that situation was happening like that outside of there was one person that was there when it was happening who I don't talk to anymore either. Um, but you know, and, but it was because of the whole tricks fallout, you know, they were a part of that and they chose to insert themselves in a way that really was unproductive and not in anybody's benefit, especially their own, but whatever people make their own choices, just like I make my own choices. But I mean, like, you know, as far as I was concerned, that was something that could have ended up being fixed. And then tricks went public with it like that. And then, he took my joke, which like, you know, that's whatever, or like, you know, tried to hack my bits. It literally was hacking my bits. And I don't say this to rehash or anything, but I say this because I don't think a lot of people fully understand. So I'll repeat it again. When it came to the joke thievery, that wasn't even like my main problem with that situation. My main problem with that situation was the character assassination that came with it. Rather than just admit or maybe not admit and just stay to yourself or whatever on it it turned into a whole thing of like ties like this and ties like that and he's gone crazy and whatever else and it was like no that's not at all what happened i mean like i think at this point now people have figured it out anybody with half a brain has figured out that even if you don't agree with my stance on everything i definitely wasn't having some kind of mental lapse there was no i mean it's so ridiculous that people even bought that in the first place but that's what bothered me and there was a lot of character assassination and still is a lot of character assassination like i said i've come to peace with that but also because like i don't think tricks gets that really at the base of it i felt like we were friends uh, and also I felt like you're better than that. So that's, that's what I'm going to say about that. So anyway, the other day I got into it with my friend because I have championed this friend. I have really been there for this friend. They're a newer friend, but I really have been there for them. And then they did something that I didn't appreciate. And I felt like that was 
because I don't ask people for a lot of loyalty, but in certain ways, I feel like if I really go to bat for you, if I really have your back, then it just should be there. And maybe that's where I was wrong is I actually voice that instead of just cutting the person off because I know that's what a lot of people would do is just cut them off without an explanation. Maybe that's what I should start doing moving forward. But I hate when people think I'm just weird out of nowhere, you know, and then I have to just be weird out of nowhere because I don't, I don't like anybody more than I love myself. And I don't see that as a bad quality. Like if I feel like somebody's done something wrong, or like, I don't really feel like they're the kind of friend that I'm going to be able to really trust in because that's the way I feel about my friends. I want to be able to trust in them and I want to be able to do for them. And so if they do something that I consider to be disloyal, then I don't want to be around them and I don't want to do for them. And that doesn't mean that I don't like them. It doesn't mean that I don't love them. But it does mean that I will distance myself from them. And there's no way for me to not do that without feeling repulsed. I mean, like, you know, if I if I force myself to be around people that I feel like are disloyal or I'm not happy with, I won't come off as genuine or f- they will feel that something. And I, I even if I were to try my best, that's why I'm just honest about the way I feel about people and the way I feel about things is because I have no poker face at all when it comes to that kind of stuff. I like who I like. I don't like who I don't like. And if I feel like we're on the outs or maybe, like I said, you've been disloyal, then I want to separate. And so... Instead, I just went ahead and sent that person a message, a private message. And then, like I said, then they went on social media and uh, talked about it. And it's fine if you want to talk about it because I don't care about anything I say. Like, I've told people that before. When it comes to people talking about me, I don't respect the people that talk about me. And then when I hit them up about it, especially if I hit them up person to person or text message like that way, and then they're like, you know, I didn't say anything. I don't know where you even heard that. To me, I don't respect that at all. Because I've always said, if you have, you know, something to say about me, then you should have twice as much to say to me, which is the way I feel. Because you think I don't vent to my friends every once in a while about stuff that maybe I shouldn't be saying? Of course I do. And so I'm human, you know? And so what happens is I tell these friends, like, look, I prefer this not get back to them. But if it does, all it's going to do is hurt their feelings because when they ask me about it, I'm just going to really let them know how I feel about them and how I felt about that situation. So... Uh, you know, instead, like I said, I tried to handle it privately, but then there was another situation with a friend where this friend had told me that they wanted to run a comedy show and they're newer comic, but I felt like it's because, you know, running a, well, not a show, but an open mic, running a show or an open mic will help you develop as a comedian. That's just a fact as far as I go. You know, it helps you get better at being on stage. It helps you if you're good at like keeping the intros tight. It helps you at keeping time. It just, it teaches you a lot about stand up. So even though this was a newer comedian, I feel like, okay, that's something I can get behind. Well, everybody knows I've been very public about it and even got in an argument about it not too long ago. And I talked about it here on Unbox bothered that I don't agree with people charging comedians to do open mics. Open mics to me should be free. And yeah, you know, you should support the room. You should buy a drink or something to eat, but sometimes comics are broke and they really can't do that. But then there's other comics that have money and they'll make up for it. And 
like in my experience, it all comes out in the wash. You know, it really does. At the end of the day, it usually ends up being where people will support, especially here in Vegas. The comics like to drink. That's no shade to anybody. It's what it is. It's Vegas. The comics like to drink. Sometimes they'll get something to eat. And so I was like, you know, I just don't see that or think that people should have to pay to do open mics. It's something I'm very firm on. And like I said, I've even gotten arguments with people over it, even recently on social media, and everybody knows that. So what happened was this particular comedian asked me uh, if I knew anything about that spot, and I did. Like, they hadn't been able to get a hold of that particular spot, and neither had another comedian that had been trying to get a hold of that spot. But what nobody knew was that that spot I have a really great relationship with. The owner really likes my stand-up, and I like that spot. You know, I used to go there all the time. And so I was like, yeah, I can make that happen for you. And so... I immediately messaged the owner of that spot and then they pretty much immediately got back to me and they were like, all right, well, let's have a meeting two days from now. And part of the deal was I told them in the first message, like, if you'll give this person, uh, you know, a show or let them put on a show at your spot, I'll show up and do sets for free every once in a while well, probably every week, you know, because I'm supportive of my friend and I know that that'll seal the deal. So I let them know that I would come in regularly and do spots. And so we go down there, we have the meeting, you know, because like I said, the meeting was like two days later. I really made this happen. Bam, bam, bam. Like when I say I like doing for my friends, I like doing for my friends. It's what it is. And so, uh, and, and you know, it was like something that was easy for me to arrange. And so I did it. And we had the whole meeting, everything's good, they're going to do the show, and then we're leaving the show, and this friend says to me, in the car as we're leaving, I was thinking about charging them, charging the comedians $5 to do a show, or to do the mic, and I was just like, you know that I don't agree with people being charged to do mics. I just got in an argument with that with somebody over that not too long ago. Then this person says to me, I know, I wish you hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't done that. I've been doing stand-up for 18 years, and you're new. And you wish that I hadn't stuck to my convictions on something that I believe very strongly in? Again, I don't like you more than I love myself. And I don't like you more than I love stand-up comedy. That may seem like an insult, but it's just what it is. I stick to what it is I'm firm about, you know? And so that really did put a bad taste in my mouth because I just felt like I can't show up to this mic like I promised the owner I would in good conscience, knowing that you might try to charge the comedians to do this mic. I mean, like everybody at this point would be like, um, Ty, and I know even people that like me would be like, Ty, didn't you say you don't agree with people charging for mics and now you're part of a mic that is charging people like you're showing up to, it just wouldn't work out. So I was annoyed with that. Then I had another friend, I had a lot of friends, um, but then I had another friend that's in a toxic relationship, you know, and I don't know their partner or whatever. I do, I don't, but they're in this toxic relationship 
And I hate being bothered about toxic relationships. Like if you tell me one time and you're on your way out of that toxic relationship, I'll hear you out and I'll try to help you get out of it or I'll give you the best advice I can give you. I'll tell you that, you know, that you're a great person and that I love you and you shouldn't put up with that. You know, that's what I'll tell you. But if you continue to tell me about this toxic relationship, I'm going to not want to be around you because I won't even put up with myself being in toxic relationships. So if I won't put up with myself being in a toxic relationship, I'm not going to have friends that are being in like, you know, if you want to quietly be in a toxic relationship, that's your business. I don't know what's going on in your life. But if you want to tell me about it all the time or every once in a while chime in about, you know, this is what's going on and whatever else, this person's so terrible. And it's like, no, that's not at all what I'm doing or what I'm listening to during my day. That's not even how I occupy myself. You know, I used to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, I admit that. And I used to watch it weekly. And there was a point where I guess I kind of liked it, but I just started to really not like it. And I wondered, I don't know if you guys have seen Real Housewives of Atlanta, but it is toxic. Like it's like four women. Sometimes there's five or six, depending on like how many side characters there are. But, you know, it's uh, like they're always like arguing and fighting and bickering and I started to really like not like watching the show but my best the East Coast bestie Renee used to watch it all the time and so we used to talk about it and like I said I just started liking it less and less and it started to really get on my nerves and I started to examine that you know because I'm always thinking about why it is I'm thinking what I'm thinking and I was like why is it that I hate this show so much And then it hit me. It's because I don't understand that behavior. Like, if I don't like people, like I told you guys before, I just won't be around them. I'm not going to show up where they're at. I'm not going to show up to their party and be like, well, wait till they get a load of me, which is kind of what they do on Real Housewives of Atlanta all the time. It's always one person showing up or two people that show up or people that don't get along will show up and just be like, I'm going to show her. And it's just like, no, I don't understand that. So, you know, like toxicity, just isn't for me, even though sometimes people think it is. If you notice, last week I didn't put out an Unbothered. And that's because what I'm doing right now in the Las Vegas scene, it's a lot like creating art with dynamite. So, you know, when you're creating art with dynamite, every once in a while when you're just blowing shit up, because you're not just blowing shit up out of nowhere, you're creating art. Like, there's a reason that you're blowing up things the way that you're blowing them up in the sequence that you're blowing them up. Like, so every once in a while, you just got to let all this dust settle, all the smoke clear and just be like, hmm, where is it we need to explode some dynamite next? And, you know, like lately, I haven't felt like there's been anywhere to explode any dynamite. But at the same time, I didn't want to jump on my podcast and just talk about nothing. You know what I mean? I didn't have anything to say. And plus, I was super busy, which I don't know why. Sometimes people think that I'm not busy. And it's like, "Mm, I was in Tucson. And then I got to be home for two days. And then I had to drop my little Snoopy off with a friend because I had to go to Austin where I did one show in Austin. And it was great. Bobby Kelly was on it. Uh, Tim Dillon was on it. Josh Adam Myers. Like it was a great show. John Carden put it on, which John Carden, I'm super proud of him for putting on that. It was just great. Um, Round Rock technically is where it was. It wasn't Austin. It was Round Rock, which is a suburb, but right, right Austin. You know, it's like 20 minutes, um, something like that. 
So anyway, so, you know, things have been going really well for me. And so like that kind of stuff, I mean, like I don't put up, like I look at toxic relationships and my friends being in toxic relationships, similar to the way I look at drugs and alcohol or like addiction to drugs and alcohol, because drugs and alcohol, I don't really care about. Like I said, anything that's your business is your business. But for me personally, when it comes to you know, right now I'm on another 90 day cycle of not, you know, just being completely sober. I don't drink a lot. Usually it's like a little bit of the wacky tobacco that I fuck with, that I fucks with. But anyway, um, so I am not doing that stuff. So if a friend of mine is like, you know, dependent on these things to a point where, it's like starts to affect me in any way. You know what I mean? Like they're late. So now I've got to be late, you know, cause they're not showing up on time to something we're supposed to do, or they're just, you know, like drunk all the time and being irresponsible. And now that's starting to reflect on me. It's like, no, I'm not sober so that somebody else's problem can slow me down. And like I said, that's the way I feel about toxic relationships is like, I don't want to hear about any of that stuff or have that cluttering up my head because I'm not in that kind of situation and I don't want to be in that kind of situation. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm kind of letting myself be gray for right now. I'm going to fix that in a couple of days. But I mean, like I'm old. I have time for none of it. I don't want to be involved in anybody's bullshit. That's just what it is. So, um, you know, I bought tarot cards not too long ago. I'm on a different track. And, you know, I like, and tarot cards, I don't feel like that hippie that, like, you know, the tarot cards have put me on a different track. I think tarot cards are a tool. But, like I told you guys, I really am trying to work on what it is I need to work on and stay focused to do the things I need to do. And so, um, and I told you guys that I'm going to start working on more broad topics because if you even look back in my history, as far as YouTube history goes, like, you know, I would get a bunch of views when I would talk about broad topics, hot topics, things that are happening in the news, current events. And that's what I plan to take this channel back to, even though I'm going to continue to do Unbothered Weekly on the weeks when I'm not creating art with dynamite, which is going to stop too. But, you know, like, and I know the views on the Unbothereds for a while are going to be lower than the views on the topics. Like, that's just what it is. And I'll accept that if that's just what it is because I like doing Unbothered. I like to let you guys know what is going on with me and that kind of stuff. And like every once in a while, I'll show people flashes of that. Like I recently put out a Dave Chappelle video and that got 866 views. It's currently at 866 views. I don't know what it's going to come up to, but right now it's at 866 views, which is like good views for, you know, what I do compared to what it is I do when I'm doing these. And like, I know what it is I'm capable of. I know what it is this channel's capable of. And so I want to work more towards the max because, you know, this is what I like doing. And, but like even the Dave Chappelle, for example, I could have done a video about that that night, which I talked about on the video because I watched it the night that it came out. But I also felt like I have a responsibility in my community, which is the LGBT community. Um, I am the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. And so I do feel a responsibility to wait a little bit sometimes on things like that because I could put out a really inflammatory thing and get a bunch of views. But that's not going to be true, the, true to the way that I feel, especially when it comes to the trans community. Because as I've said before, I have many friends that are from in the trans community. You know what I mean? From slash in the trans community, however you want to put that. And so for me... 
I feel like on topics like that, I would rather wait a little bit and kind of see exactly what it is I'm feeling and see exactly where it is the conversation is and see where I can be the most helpful to the people that are going to stumble across my video rather than just getting views for the sake of getting views or saying a bunch of stuff that I don't mean and having a lot of views come through because I don't want to be known for stuff that I don't mean. I've talked about that before. There was a point where people try, were trying to do that with me from the left and the right. Well, different points in my career where people wanted me to be a voice for this or a voice for that. And I know that I could have got a lot more views and I could have a lot more fans, but I'd be stuck saying a bunch of stuff that I don't mean. And I'd rather have a situation where sometimes people on the right get a little bit pissed off at me and sometimes people on the left get a little bit pissed off on me at me. And then I have the people that are like willing to accept me as an individual and accept that I'm not always going to be... Um, you know, the like one track in the way that I say things or in the way that I do things or in the way that I feel things. And so, you know, I feel like then I'll develop a more honest fan base, like honest to what it is I am and what it is I want people to actually get from me. And I'll be much happier with that than just saying a bunch of stuff that I don't feel because it's popular or because it'll get me a bunch of views. And so, like I said, I've been doing tarot cards lately because I've always liked tarot cards. You know, I've always had my cards read at different points. And, you know, when you get your cards read, it's usually $20 a minimum. Sometimes it's 10 but then you get some shitty little, and they guess a bunch of shit. And you're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know nothing about me. They're like, there's a woman in your life and it signifies love. Well, unless we're talking about my mother, bitch. You don't know what you're talking about. One time not too long ago, this woman got on my nerves. It was a friend's girlfriend. This is off topic, but it was a friend's girlfriend and she got on my nerves and I was talking to Claire about it. I was like, that bitch got on my nerves, you know, because she had like come at me the wrong way um, and was saying some stupid shit. This woman was. And so I told Claire, Claire, Holly, Claire, don't start Holly, Claire from the internet. Good golly, Miss Holly, all the same person. I love Claire. Holly, Claire Bear, as her dad calls her, which her dad messaged me and I need to get back to him. Sorry, Mr. Holly. Um, I need to get back to you. But um, yeah, so I told Claire afterwards, I was like, that bitch got on my nerves. And then uh, Claire was like, she's actually a psychic. And then I was like, well, then she should have known that shit would get on my nerves. She must not be a good psychic. And me and Claire had a little chuckle. It was fun. I miss Claire. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I have been doing my own cards because I was at a store in Tucson and I decided to buy a deck because I thought they looked cool. And then, uh, I'm just learning them. So it's not like I know everything. And so I've been doing three cards a day, you know, I'll give myself a little three card spread. And then the card that resonates with me the most, you know, just from looking at it or just from the way I feel off of it, because as I've told you guys before, I'm very intuitive. I'm also very impatient. Empathic. So if you're empathic, you can feel other people's stuff. I can really feel my own stuff. And so I know what I'm drawn to. And so there was one particular card today, and that was the hanged man. And the hanged man, what it actually stands for is looking at things from a different perspective, breaking free from restrictive habits and thoughts, and approaching things in a different way, being true to yourself, even if other people think you have things upside down, a willingness to be uncomfortable in the pursuit of a higher truth, uh, an outsider, unconventional behavior, peace after a difficult time, 
waiting with a purpose, withdrawal during a time of transformation, an awakening, and digging deep. Like that's some of the stuff that the hanged man card symbolizes, which all of that, if you haven't noticed, is exactly what I'm going through right now. And you are enduring, like if you look at it, it's a man hanging upside down. So obviously his head, blood's rushing to his head. But then if you look at it, he also has the little, um, like the, the, you know, the knowledge, the beams coming from his head. And so he is enduring an uncomfortable situation in the pursuit of a higher um, understanding or more knowledge, you know, and that's something, all of that is stuff that I can relate to. Like right now, you guys have seen everything I've been through recently and I am kind of retreating and I am kind of like, just not kind of, I am looking at things and really just deciding what it is I want moving forward and how I want to do things moving forward. And like I said, choosing my words. And there are times when it is a bit uncomfortable because sometimes I do just want to let loose and shit on everybody. But that's not, it's, it's very, that response is very emotional and not at all analytical. And it's always during a time where I really know that it's better for me to just kind of kick back and and really see what it is I'm doing. And, you know, I mentioned the, like, letting go of restricted, restrictive habits and thoughts. Like, that's a part of that. You know, those thoughts, those just jump to it and get in people's face or, like, uh, just blow more shit up. Like, those are restrictive thoughts. Yeah, maybe it feels good in the moment, but it's not really what I want to be right now. I mean, like, and I don't think I ever want to go back to that. You know, I want to be more, I want to be careful in the way that I do things because like I said, I don't, cause I've said this on other episodes, I don't regret any of the things I've done, but moving forward, there are different ways that I would like to handle things. And when it comes to the Las Vegas comedy scene, I don't care how other people see me. I care what I see in myself and what it is I want to do. And that's all I want to move towards. And really, I do want to be a good leader. And I do. And when I say good leader, I don't want to be in charge of everybody. But I do want to lead by example and have people look at me and say, like, yeah, I would like to do what Ty is doing at least in the way that, you know, I want to continue to make progress with my career. Things have been going really well in that aspect. I just stay kind of down low right now. But like while this little open mic scene every once in a while, not to be insulting, no shade, the way that I talk. But while this little open mic scene sometimes thinks like, you know, oh, what we think of Ty is what's happening in the world. It's like, no, you are not at all reflective of what's happening in the comedy world. Like technically... I'm sharper and better than ever right now. If people watch me on stage, that's why I'm willing to go to the open mics. Because for me, it's like up close magic. And I've said this before. It's like, yeah, there's nothing up my sleeves. Just watch me do what it is I do raw. Uh, watch me at the crappiest open mics, you know, the, the toughest spots to do. Watch me there and see what it is I do and tell me that what I'm doing is industry created or isn't genuine or isn't real stand-up. Because people will say a lot of things about me, but two things people don't say about me. People don't say that I'm not funny and people don't say I'm a liar because that's just not the case in either of those situations. It's just not what I do. I don't want to be lying to people, you know? 
and I don't pretend to be the most moral person in the world. Like there have been times where my morals have been a little loose. You know, I've been honest about that. And sometimes the way that I see things, even with other people, I'm very like forgiving in a lot of situations, you know? And sometimes, you know, I am a hundred percent like willing to take a uh, hit to my person or my my pub- the public perception of me because I really do believe in something like when it came to the Diaz Mackey situation and I talked about him well I mean like I had him on my podcast because I truly don't believe that he did rape that the person that he was accused of raping I won't say her name here because when he was on he could say it because that's him but I personally am not trying to throw her under the bus but I really didn't believe that and don't feel that in my heart of hearts. So I went ahead and had him on the podcast. So like, you know, I understand that because of certain things that I've done, as the card indicates that, you know, some people will see like my thinking as upside down. But as long as I feel like by my moral compass, I'm doing the right thing, then I feel like I'm on the right track and I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to do what it is I think is right. And I do have to approach things in different ways, different ways than even I sometimes I'm comfortable with because, you know, like I said, sometimes I do want to do things in a certain way and I'm just sort of like, well, let's be a little more patient than that, you know? And so that's why, like I said, I won't necessarily put up with my friends acting in a way that I can't stand behind because if I can't stand behind it, then I don't want to be around it, you know? And I don't want to be like, I don't want to have to cut a lot of people off and I, I don't... I definitely don't want to get into it with my friends. That's why I'm doing like blind items on here because I could say everybody's names, but it just wouldn't do me any good, you know? And like, I don't think a lot of people really do understand that. Like when I say that I want to be a good leader, it's because I feel like this scene does have a lot of potential and there are some really good up and coming comics. And yeah, maybe certain people won't agree with the way that I've done things so far. And some people won't agree with things the way that I do things in the future. But as long as I feel good about the way I'm doing things, then I'm going to continue to do them that way. And yeah, like I said, I'm really going to think about the way I'm doing things because all the destruction I've already done, I feel like has been exactly what I needed. But moving forward, there's a different way that I've got to go at it. You know, because there are people on this scene that I don't necessarily agree with the way that they lead. And they really do try to be like leaders, like in control, which I, like I said, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that at all. I just want people to know that if they want to come to me for some advice or if they need a little bit of help with comedy, they can pay me. Well, because I'm not doing that for free anymore. Because, you know, I've been charging people if they want to learn, like, you know, if they really want me to help them with their sets. Like, if somebody needs a little bit of here and there help, then I'm cool with that. But if somebody wants real help and for me to really pay attention to what it is they're doing, they got to pay me for that. And I don't say that, like, to be rude or anything. I say that because I have helped people in the past and then they don't 
appreciate it and they don't take my advice. And it's like, the thing is, if you pay me and you don't take my advice, then that's you wasting your own money. If you don't pay me and I just give you advice and then you don't take it, then I've wasted my time, my energy, my breath. I just don't want to do it. So if, you know, if you want my help, then you just gotta like, you know, you gotta pay me is the way that it works in that. But the way that you can like, you know, really learn from me is just by watching me when I'm performing, you know, don't steal my jokes, but like, you know, just to like get the basics of what it is I'm doing. I don't care about that at all. I mean, technically I give people a lot of free help and a lot of free advice um, if they ask me for it because a lot of times just from looking at somebody's set, because I've been doing this for so long, I can tell people how to do things. And if I really like the way you're progressing, then I can help you get guest sets or I can help you get on certain places. Because even though people make it seem like nobody listens to me, a lot of people actually do listen to me. And it's kind of nice. But I try not to abuse it. So you can't make me like you can't pay me to like put you on things or get you put on things. But if you're just naturally progressing and you're doing well and I see it, I'm going to try to get you on anything I can try to get you on. But don't be crass and ask for money when somebody offers you a guest set. That's another thing I had a friend do. And it got on my nerves, but I kept it to myself at the time. But it really did get on my nerves because one of my friends, you know, just because this was my friend and I'm around them, asked this person if they wanted to do a guest set. So they asked this person if they want to do a guest set. And then, you know, the person says, yeah, they do want to do a guest set. And then later on, the person asked me, they're like, should they be paying me money for that set? I feel like they should be paying me money. And I feel like, no, you don't deserve to be paid right now. You're new and they're doing you a favor by putting you on a show that technically you shouldn't be on. Like, that's the way I felt, but instead what came out was, you're not ready to be paid yet. Don't worry about that. You know, just take the guest set, learn from it, do well. And, you know, that that person too, you know, asked me if I would help them with their set. And then that's where I came up with this policy of only doing things for pay because they asked me and I gave them advice and I told them, you can call me and we'll work on your set. We'll figure it out. You know, I told them what my idea was uh, like how they should go at it they listened to none of what I said and then they didn't do well at the actual spot so it's like you were talking about possibly trying to have them pay you and then you didn't even do well when you actually did the show like that is not the way it's supposed to work I told you guys when I first started out Earl Skakel was one of the people that recommended me the most for things. Mike Miratori also recommended me for a lot of stuff. And I knew because their name was on the line, I had to kill it every time. And so I did really well in those sets. And that led to me getting paid. And that led to me getting road work. I just needed them to give me the stage time or get me the stage time. And they did. And so... You know, that's the way I feel like when my friends offer people just because they're hanging out with me to do a guest set. Like, you know, AJ Rivera did a guest set one night over at Chancla's. Uh, Jack asked him if he wanted to do a guest set and he did a guest set. And Jay Re or AJ Rivera, sorry, I almost said Jay Rivera, different person, still cool, but not AJ Rivera. Um, AJ Rivera just killed it even though it was a light audience, there wasn't a lot of people. And I was like, you know, 
yeah, I'll definitely definitely recommend you for stuff that I can get you on. You know what I mean? And thank you for making me look good. Because that's the way I always feel about it when you know, my friends get asked to do stuff. It is a reflection of me. It's one of the reasons that I won't hang out with people that I don't think are funny and I won't recommend people for things that I don't think that they're ready for is because my name does ride on it. And luckily, even though all the stuff I've done, my name still does mean something. My word still does mean something. And I've got to keep it that way. Because like I was saying, sometimes people pretend that they don't listen, but then they listen, you know, like there was one comedy club that I called out not too long ago because I said that their talent was stale and the people that they were using was stale. And then within like a week or two, they started using different people. And it was like some of my people from the top five have been getting more stuff because I'm an asshole when it comes to comedy. Like just I have a standard and people, whether they like me or not, know that I do have a standard and that it will. It does mean something when I say somebody's actually worth a fuck. And so that did help out. Then, uh, you know, there was one comic that I call There's actually a couple of comics. If you pay attention to this, that I called out. Um, for not ever doing new material and then what happens just a week later well, it's gonna be a lot of new stuff tonight at least you listen but it is what it is anyway um this one's gonna be a short one i know that maybe i should have given you guys more i'm not worried about my memory running out right now we're fine and i don't care that the shot is crooked but i think i said everything that i want to say and yeah when it comes to the tarot card thing like I will be pulling three cards a day. One day I'll do readings for people and I know I'm going to be good at it when I do it. But right now I just got to practice on myself, memorize what all the cards mean, you know, and I have a terrible memory. So who knows how long that could take. But I do want to actually do the tarot card readings. I'll do some every once in a while here on the channel. But really... Again, with that too, once I get those cards memorized, I should be paid for memorizing those cards alone. And my hair is kind of messed up right now because it's been a long day. I'm doing an hour's worth of jump rope every day, and that's going to be my challenge for now. Um, and then today I went to Meow Wolf with Steven Roberts, who's a really good friend of mine. And like... Oh, I put up a post the other day and people didn't get it. That's what I'll talk about really quick. Some people took it the wrong way. I did a post where I said that it wasn't directed at anybody and it really wasn't or maybe it was in the end after I realized, but it wasn't directed at anybody the way that people would think it would be. Like what happened was I put up this post about how I'd rather be alone than hang out with people that didn't meet a standard as far as like, you know, because I'm the kind of person that at this point in my life, I will build you up. I will tell you positive things. I will try to get you to be the best version of yourself. And I'm not going to do that in a rough way. I'll tell you, you know, like I, I just am encouraging right now. And I don't want to be with anybody that doesn't meet that standard. And some people thought that was me saying like I was alone or I didn't have friends or something like that. No, it's quite the opposite. I have really good friends. I have the best friends right now. And that's all I want to be around is people like that. And it was directed at those people is who it was directed at really is the people that have been being so positive with me, you know, because like with my friends, we really do encourage each other. It really is like, yeah, you can do this. You got this, you know, like that's what I like to tell people. I like to be able to honestly say people say that to people, like let them know that, you know, they do have this and this is within your reach. You can make this happen. And I also want to be around people 
that remind me of that, that are like, yes, you have this. Don't worry about anything. Don't, don't worry your pretty little head. Everything's going to be all right. So that's what's going on in my life. And I hope when I watch this, when I review it, it's as good as it feels because I really feel good right now. I'm in a good place in my life and I'll see you guys in the next couple of days. I'll be putting out another video, not like this, but, you know, another video on a hot topic in the next couple of days. So pay attention. Stay tuned. Please make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. Please, please, please. Follow me on this journey. I promise I will not let you down. I will be everything I'm telling you I am. I am not at all bullshitting you guys. And I want to bring you guys the best content. And I really, really want to do it. Not just for you, but also for me. Because I like what I do. Anyway, this has been Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. <laughs> <laughs>